I was born ready like fish and spaghetti. Yeah. Born ready. That's no way to start an award <laughs> ceremony. Oh, that's that episode. I'm sorry. We're all, we're all sitting here with tuxes. What's up with that, bro? It's uh, a very it's a very it's different the, awards. It's the, it's the Irish coffee that I'm drinking. <laughs> that I was served it's at little, this uh dinner table. It's a, it's a little bit of a different <laughs> award ceremony. Yes, that is why we are here. All of you get geek nerds out there, you the the get geek uh, fandom. We are here this uh, this week in this episode to discuss. Uh, I guess this would be the first annual Get Geek Movie Awards. Dun, 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 dun. We, that's the name that we just came up for the Get Geek Movie Awards. Um, but before we introduce our categories, let's introduce our hosts. I am Jose. This is a more distinguished version of AJ tonight. This is a regularly distinguished version of Wolfie. Eli, walking down the red carpet. <laughs> From the accounting firm of Deloitte and Douche, this is Walter. <laughs> That's is right. That we really have the name of the accounting firm? Yeah, why not? <laughs> it's, De- it's Deloitte and something, right? Deloitte and Touche. Yeah. Yeah. Something like yeah. that. I kind of just changed the name. Yeah, so. <laughs> just a little bit. Take that, Academy. <laughs> We are the, the, the Geek Academy. We are not the uh, the the, Word. the, the Academy, Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences or whatever you you nerds call yourself. You're not even true nerds, actually, so I'm not going to give you that name. But anyways, um, we right. have... Apologies for my foul language, by the way. <laughs> it was PG at best. I mean, that's a, that's a product also. It can be, it can be uh, construed as that. Um but anyway, after that little clarification of the word douche, why don't you tell us what the categories are? <laughs> I feel for, so fresh right now. <laughs> for, for, the Get Geek Award, for the Get Geek Awards. We have to be distinguished about this, gentlemen. These are the Walt. Get Geek Awards. <laughs> very it. distinguished. Very take, distinguished. Take it away, Walt. Uh, yes. And now categories for the Get Geek News Awards ceremony, right? Um, it's going to be best jams in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's pretty self-explanatory. It's soundtrack, best music, best... Original score. Original I guess score. it could be, you it's know, best single song or best whatever, total score, right? Yeah. Your boat, you know cool. what I'm saying? Uh, best team-up in a movie. So that is singular, uh, duo, At team. least two people, two. Yeah. Yeah. That works. Yeah, I guess. Best yeah. VFX, special effects. I think that's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. Pretty broad. Yeah. Um, best villain in a movie. Again, pretty self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. It's the bad guy in the movie. Um, best action scene in a movie. So that could be well, the best. It could be a chase. It can chase. be a fight scene. It could be straight up action. Yep. Uh, it could be anything that just kind of is exhilarating. No. Best actor in a movie. Again. Well. One thing that we are about here is equality. So best actor is for male and female. Yes, correct. Um, now, this one is a really cool one. Best badass moment in a movie. So this could be anything that, you know, just kind of, it stands out in the movie. It's like right. one of those things is like, oh, my God, that's awesome. Could like be it, an action scene or it could even be the flip of a finger to someone. We exactly. Don't know. You know, it could be a fan service moment. Oh, yeah. It could yeah. be anything. Yep, yep. Um this one is your personal favorite. Worst movie moment of the year. So sort of how like they have the Lifetime Achievement Award, we have the Worst Moment Award. 
And that one is a very exciting award that I'd like to give out. So that one has one nominee. You'll be the uh, keynote for that one. Yeah. One. I'll be the keynote speaker. The keynote for that presenter. One nominee. <laughs> and the last award in the first annual Get Geek News Film Geek Out Thingamabobber, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, awards. <laughs> It Only is one best. word for it. The geekies. <laughs> the geekies. Ooh, the hey, geekies. Like that hey, that's the name. The geekies. We got it. There the it is. Geekies. We just came up with the name. First annual geekies. Real time. There you go. Um, Real time. This one's going to be a little bit obscure. It's best film. <laughs> and that I wouldn't even know how to explain film. that one. <laughs> well, so. actually, actually, that would be any and all films, whether it's international, foreign. It can be, uh, you know, short film or regular film. There might be a short film that can unseat some of those regular size films, right? So all films of all kinds, YouTube videos. There you go. <laughs> and so now the reason that we did this is, and and we really, we just literally thought about this like what today, a few, right? A few hours ago. Yeah, a few hours ago. We really want. So next year we're going to do this before the Oscars actually come out because I think that we have such big influence that we could probably influence the Oscars into giving the right awards, right? Absolutely. But Far this, more distinguished taste. Exactly. But this is going to be from a nerd's take. This is from going to be from a geek's take. This is going to be from the fan's take, right? Yes. This is going to be a little bit different. We're not going to be all overly snobbish about this thing. We're going to go by the films that we believe as nerds and geeks that should be nominated and some of the scenes that should be given... You know, mention them recognition. Exactly. But we, we do want to mention that even though this is definitely geek-centric, there are some nominees that creep in from movies that are not necessarily geek culture, but the the pop culture zeitgeist at large. Well, but, like I said, well, it's, it's still, stuff that we like. Right? Stuff that we well, like. Well, hey, man, look, there's, right? there's movie nerds out there, so they're still nerds. So Well put. We're well ner- said. We're nerding out. But well I said. do need to give you a high five on movie the geekies. Coining hey. geeky. Uh, high five is. on that one. Yeah. Boom shakalaga. But yeah. before we get to uh, our uh, first category nominees, a word from our sponsor. Hey, guys. <laughs> and now back to our show. <laughs> God, you were so excited to see what happens. Okay, let, let's do that again. I wish he had to see his face. Take, take, take two from like our sponsors. Take, take two, two from our sponsors. He just, he just goes like this, like... <laughs> hey guys <laughs> and now a word no not yet not yet he's still he's still yeah oh let him God. breathe he's first. still a few colors what's the what's the what's the still turning the thing, a few colors technical difficulties when they, they yeah. oh yeah we're gonna have like a little like a little oh disclaimer cartoon exactly. on the screen <laughs> <laughs> the role of our sponsor this week is going to be played oh, by. God. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. And now a word from our sponsor. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was gonna happen. Now I back to it. our show. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> Alright, everybody, everybody give him give him room right, to, don't look to it. inhabit don't look the character. Don't look the other way. He has Just to inhabit the character. Alright. Now a word from our sponsor. Hey guys, this is our. <laughs> this is. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was trying so hard. I didn't want to laugh. 
This is user Get Geek Outreach from the R Get Geek podcast Reddit subreddit. Here to come at you with all of our categories. We have so many categories. We have movie discussion categories. We have uh, we have TV streaming categories. We have um, we have future topic suggestion categories. We have spoiler categories. We have all the categories. So guess what? Come over to the R Get Geek subreddit. You're totally gonna love it. And now back to our show. <laughs> that was a word from our sponsor. All right. Thanks to the Get Geek Reddit for sponsoring this week's episode. We couldn't have done it without you. No. <laughs> okay. All right. So are we getting to the first? Oh, hold on, hold on. The first, the first oh, yeah, nominee. I gotta, I gotta gather my composure for a moment. Do we have water around here? Oh, Everyone's red, as oh, red as gosh. as red as the oh, tablecloth. Oh, I know it's, it's it's this is a sweaty situation. Here. <laughs> okay. Oh god. All right. <clears throat> and now, mm-hmm. back to the geekies, and our first. Um, Category. Category. Thank you, <laughs> oh sir. We're going to drop a great here. start. Our first episode. Uh, uh, issue. First I mean, issue. The first geeking. Okay. In our first category, it is best jams in the movie. And the nominees are Joker, Avengers Endgame, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So, uh,. Anybody want to kind of discuss a little bit about the nominees before we actually announce the winner? Um, Avengers? Who voted for Avengers? I think that might have been me. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember. Yeah, well, I think we can me. all talk about, like, you know, a little bit of uh, each one of the nominees yeah. anyway. We all saw the movies. I think we all enjoy some of uh, the jams from these movies anyway. So we can kind of have, like, an open discussion. Uh, so with respect to, Reven- to Avengers, I almost said Revengers. <laughs> Um, That's a not the Revengers, not the Prevengers, the Avengers, right? right yeah. <laughs> so, um, the Revengers what, were in uh, Thor, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what the music really lent? It's almost like when Star Wars was in its prime. Um, mm-hmm. The the score really adds on to the ambiance of what's going on, especially when you hear the iconic Avengers theme when the, he says Avengers Assemble, you know, the da-da-da-da-da, da, 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 mm-hmm. you know, it just evokes that feeling. Okay. Right. I, I like how you said Star Wars in its prime because the only thing that, that I think of is a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> <laughs> you know? No, just because, well... You know. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know. We'll get there. Yeah, exactly. Oh I, I think of um, the the Avengers soundtrack in moments. I think of the moment when they cut off Thanos' freaking head at the mm-hmm. beginning and Thor is walking out of the hut defeated because he knows that they're not going to be able to bring anybody back. I think of, like you said, the Avengers theme, and I think of, like, again, right, when yeah. Thanos loses again at the end and he takes his seat, that kind of ominous music that's playing behind him because it's like... It's all, it's the music is almost like telling me like I'm Thanos and I lost, but I'll be back. Yeah. Like so and that's why I kinda like the music on and that. And it's it's also the variations of the Avengers theme, right? Yeah. Because I, I remember one of the one of my 
favorite themes was from the trailer where they took the the Avengers theme, but they slowed it down and they made it, and then toward the end they made it really ominous. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but Joker is another one that you know, really, really good soundtrack, right? Mm-hmm. You know, um, it had that that dread, it had that melancholy and stuff like that. You know, I I really like the Joker soundtrack also. Yeah, you know, the Joker was, I mean, it was powerful because of the pairing of Joaquin Phoenix's performance, especially in certain scenes like when he had that uh, interpretive dance scene uh, in the uh, Mm -hmm. bathroom stall. Can't have that without, like, without the right music, without that ominous kind Mm -hmm. of transformative sound, you know, so... Um, and, and that whole movie was about transformation and the transformation was happening, uh, not just through his, uh, acting, but through the, uh, through the music that you hear in the background. So, um, I, I think it, it also added like, uh, almost like another character to the movie right, because it right. did definitely reflect his mental state. It reflected how much closer he was getting to becoming yes, the Joker. Yes, yes, I, So yeah, I think that right. was what was great about that soundtrack. Mm, you're also. right about that. I think um, going back to the Avengers, I think that the the soundtrack really gave me the feels. It gave me the sense uh, that I wanted to cry because of the music. Because without the music, especially during Tony Stark's memorial, uh, without the music, it's not really. It, it won't. It's not. It doesn't have the same impact. sadness mm-hmm. and mood and impact. So well, speaking about mood and stuff like that, going to like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. The the music in that movie to me just kind of gave me like this sort of carefree kind of just like go along with it mm-hmm. and I guess it's because of like the timepiece that it was in and stuff, um, but you know with Tarantino's you know films they oh, he always does a really good job of making sure that like classic sounds are in there uh, that that really kind of describe the time and era that the movie takes place and I think that's one of the reasons why that one got mentioned so and yeah Tarantino definitely. Definitely uses music to great effect in yes. most of his movies, and I like. Yeah. I mean, I love music from that time period, so I definitely enjoy the music in this movie as well. And um, but just to, to like kind of effectively bring back how how effectively or to how effectively uh, Tarantino mm-hmm. uses music, the scene in Reservoir Dogs when uh, he's torturing the cop, and what is it stuck in the middle with you? I think is playing. Oh, man, like, I haven't seen that movie in such a long time. Oh man, but like, yeah, he uses mov- music really effectively, and this movie is really no different. Right. So, and let's announce the winner. Without further ado, I have the envelope here from Cooper Whitewater Price House people <laughs> and guys. Thank you very much. Thank you, lovely person. And I've just been handed the envelope, and I have here. Uh, let's see who it is. The winner is. It is Endgame, Avengers Endgame for Best Jam. Bravo, bravo. And accepting the award for uh, Best Jam is going to be David Farmer. Hey guys, so so thank you, thank you. I'm quite honored. I'm very, very honored for this award. As a sound engineer, nobody gets to see my face, and I guess this kind of sucks because I'm on a podcast and nobody can still see my face. But thank you, thank you guys very much. That's because you do sound. Thank you for your contribution to the movie and geek industry. Let's move on to our next category. Okay, in, in the next category, excellence in best team-up in a movie. 
Um, our first nominee is Avengers Endgame, the Avengers Assemble scene. John Wick, the scene with Keanu Reeves, Halle Berry, and dogs. And Hobbs and Shaw, the scene with Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> please, please, hold your applause until all the nominees are announced. Please, please. <laughs> Um, so I actually have not seen Hobbs and Shaw. Can someone uh, describe to me the specific scene that you guys are talking about? It's the scene where Hobbs and Shaw fights. Well, <laughs> I, thought I, made, yeah, I like, thought I made that clear. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So Do they fight in a train? Do they fight on a plane? Do they fight in a box? Do they fight? With I really rocks? just <laughs> liked their interplay with each other. It was really it was it, they. It's so confrontational. But at the same time, you look past it and I was like, oh, you know, they're, they're really just cool with each other. They're, they're all confrontational, but, you know, they're really okay with each other. They're a nice new cinematic, cinematic action odd couple. Well, yeah. there's, a lot, there's a lot of fights in there. I mean, there's a yeah. fight with the uh, radioactive tower that falls on them, <laughs> right? There's the, that last... You don't remember that? I didn't... I didn't oh, you didn't see I the movie? I haven't seen it yet. I haven't oh, seen it yet. okay. So I then, seen it. you know what? That's okay. They, you they can just spoil fight. this a little bit because these these are it's award season, and if you haven't seen the award winners, then all right, well, yeah. let's I just guess. put it this way: they Spoiler fight Idris Elba, <laughs> right? Spoiler. Black Superman. There you go. Yeah, so. I'm Black but Superman, yeah. baby. Or like, yeah, yeah, that's kind of what he is. Okay, so that's Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, uh, the bickering. We also have John Wick, and I, I think that's a personal favorite of one of these, one one of our hosts here. Oh, me, you know, what yes. I'm saying? I'm not looking at you, but I'm looking at you. <laughs> So I mean, for me, the one of the reasons I like the scene so much, specifically with uh, you know Halle Berry and the dogs, is because the 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 gunplay has always been great, you know. And I'm a little bit of an aficionado uh, kind of sore of the gunplay, you could say, mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, what was really striking about this was the first time that they used tactical canine units uh, throughout an entire action scene, and it wasn't just like for play like just a couple of scenes here and there it was a pretty extended uh gunfight scene where they used real tactical dolls doing real stunts not cgi stunts and uh to me that that was you know one of the best you know scenes ever in my opinion especially as a team up you know because a very unique team up including the stunt that no one believed with the dog like scaling the wall that's totally freaking real right yes which dogs can totally do yeah Yeah, exactly so athletic dog mm -hmm. i didn't i didn't quite believe that myself and (laughs) that's the thing about like you know john wick is all the stunts it, it john wick as a movie uh, or as a franchise, I guess, like brings back real stunts versus a lot of CGI stuff. You know what I mean? It's a lot of stuff kind of being replaced and fudged up. I'm sure that they do a lot of like computer correction and stuff like that, but and they try to be work. and wire work. But they, you know, but the wire work is part of real stunting. So, yeah. you know, I, I have a big appreciation for that because it's kind of like more classic action movie stuff. And not, not exactly realistic fight choreography, but more realistic than some other movies, right? Because he uses a lot of different styles, almost like a well, mixed martial so, artist. So as far as the martial arts aspect of it, like that is, that that's, you know, he uses real martial arts techniques mm-hmm. in the fight scenes, yeah. right? As opposed to like, you know, your triple somersault kicks and stuff. Yeah, you see in exactly. Movies. Over here we have real at. judo throws, real jujitsu submissions. Mm-hmm. We have like real, and we have real tactical gunplay so a lot of struggling on the ground you know, too which is cool i think right like, yeah from time so, to I time mean, the, big, the biggest part with the gunplay mm-hmm. is that 
a lot of the stuff it, it may seem like really cool movie stuff but a mm-hmm. lot of the stuff that he's doing on screen are uh things that are taught within the tactical operator community and stuff so and I've, I've seen those videos that where he's training him and Halle yeah, Berry. That stuff yeah is crazy. they're doing a real target shooting uh practice speed shooting which is you know a skill and a sport in itself and you know they they really try to be authentic so um but then of course we have the uh team up the avengers assemble indeed um, uh the avengers assemble when captain america assembles assembles um the whole entire basically marvel franchise not the whole we got x-men basically not there. basically the current nah, mcu the current yeah. mcu let's make sure that we because x-men doesn't exist anybody that's still alive basically yeah, yeah. So, um, this was probably one of my favorite, um, team up scenes Mm -hmm. because it just gave you that feel where you just wanted to, like, I was at the edge of my seat at the time and I, I was just like completely blown away, even though I, you could, you could have seen it, seen it coming, honestly. Like what everybody was waiting for, basically. Yeah. Everybody was waiting for that, but it's just like. Just yeah, we all, we all saw it together. That was a big. There were a lot of big the pops. Scale of one it. of the biggest ones. One of the biggest. So that was pretty freaking awesome. That was awesome. All right. So I've been given that envelope, and I'm going to announce the winner as soon as I open it. Gosh, that is a very involved okay. envelope. Oh, hold on. Um, it seems that we have our winner to be Avengers Endgame again. Assemble, brother. Assemble, Kikis. These are not assembling Oscars. Uh, and who is uh, accepting the award here? For... Hello, my name is Captain America, and I accept the speech. I do this on behalf of America and all. <laughs> And all the good soldiers out there who risk their lives in wars. <laughs> Against Thanos. <laughs> Hail Hydra. <laughs> Moving on. Captain America, ladies and gentlemen. Captain America. <laughs> Another Avengers exactly. song? Okay, what's the, what's the next cat Agori? Okay. For excellence in best action scene in a movie. The nominees are John Wick, beginning of the movie, the knife fight scene, Avengers Endgame, Captain America fighting Thanos with Molinear, and Terminator Dark Fate, the last scene with the Terminator. So, um, for me... Definitely one of the scenes that I, I heavily enjoyed, even though I, I did enjoy one of the other nominees in John Wick. Um, not particularly that scene was was the one that I was interested in. But, the I mean, the Cap, Mjolnir, Thanos fight, basically, was was probably one of the, the best geek moments in, like, in my entire life. Best, like, geek action moments. Because, like... It, 
it was an awesome fight because Cap is like one of the better fighters, if not the best actual like right. fighter in terms of uh, skill in the MCU. And I think it's because of Chris Evans. He has like a he has like a like a dance background or something like that. That's how it always is. Oh really? Yeah, he has he has a background in dance, dance or something like that. So he does really great choreography. Him and him. I mean, other great examples are him versus Bucky in the other movies. But whatever. Like speaking of on, on this scene, like just the awesomeness of seeing him wield it for the first time. How much stronger he got. Him. Him just whooping Thanos for at least those first few seconds. Yeah. Like, Thanos completely not expecting it and just getting uppercut by Mjolnir. Like, all yeah, the yeah. cool combos he did with the <laughs> with the shield, all the different cool combo moves. Yeah. Like, all of that was, like, like for me, made it one of the best action scenes yeah. of the, the year for sure. And called down thunder and lightning and stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Which was totally awesome. He made him worthy. All the power. Yep. All the power, sure which was, was really worthy, awesome. Yeah. Um, the John Wick knife fight, right? Awesome. Absolutely amazing. It was a hell of a way to start the film. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what? Sometimes when you start with like such a great high, mm-hmm. it makes it difficult to kind of keep up and they just kept excelling, excelling. So, you know, kudos to, uh, to the choreography, uh, of, uh, the choreography team of, uh, John Wick, but that knife scene was super brutal. Uh, and it was a lot of fun. They had kind of like oh, some yeah. comedic moments too in, in, mm-hmm. in that little knife fight. Uh, despite how brutal it was. So, um, yeah, it was pretty damn cool. Um, I guess I'll speak to uh, Terminator Dark Fate. Because I haven't seen it, so. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, um, this would be referring to the fight with everyone, the T-800, and then the, I don't know what the designation is for the new one. I don't remember either. T-1 million? Nope. T-10,000. <laughs> it was like another 1,000 model. I Actually, think. no. It was something completely different. It wasn't even a number anymore? Yeah, because it, it, was, an, it was no TX. longer. It was a number, but it also had like a letter designation. Well, they all have letter... De- okay. <laughs> after, well, regardless. The, new, the newest and coolest... changes Terminator. The newest and the, coolest the Terminator. How about that? Yeah. It's not even a Cyberdyne model. Played by so. somebody Luna. Right, Diego. Diego Luna, who was Ghost Rider on Marvel's Agents of Shield, and was supposed to reprise the role in Hulu before the series got canceled. So, moving on. He looked pretty good in it. Yes, Indeed, he, did. he played. He didn't play the Johnny Blaze. He played the Robbie Reyes, I think. Right? Yeah. Yep. Anyway, or Terminator, but also yeah, he did look pretty good as uh, yes as uh, Ghost Rider. Um, yeah. So just uh, and one of the one of the. Uh, sorry if this is if you guys are like don't want to be spoiled you might want to cover yours or something but like just the way because this new terminator it kind of it uses aspects of the old ones like mm-hmm. it's 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 uh, it's really like absorbs awesome. them no like what it is is um I like the liquid it's a of. hybrid of the original t800 metal and yeah. it's mm-hmm. also the t1000 liquid. Yeah, it's both, not just one or yeah. the other. Right, right. The the designation, by the way, is Rev Nine. Yeah, there you go. Oh, okay, interesting. That is totally different. Yes, yep. T Rev Nine. It turn it, it, it. This movie takes the franchise and turns it on its head. So yeah, it's nothing what you expect. Okay. So yeah, just any fight with the Rev Nine in that movie is completely amazing. Yeah, so definitely gonna see it then. The yeah. action is really where this movie shines, and apparently doesn't 
I heard it doesn't shine very very much else. I beg to differ, but that's a discussion for another time. Okay. Yeah, I, I got to admit, the action, it, it had a really good story, but the action was definitely its main point of the whole entire movie. Um, especially, okay. I especially like the last scene with, uh, the, with, um... Rev-9? Yeah, the final, Rev-9. the final battle scene. The and nominee? If you don't want spoilers, cover your ears. But, um, it was, it, it was a fight to the death, basically. And that's, what well, that's, that's my opinion. All right. And All right. so, All right. I have just been handed the envelope... And the winner is for best action scene, John Wick with the knife fight. Bravo, bravo. And accepting the award for uh, John Wick and the uh, knife fight is uh, John Wick himself, Keanu Reeves. Uh, um, Whoa. Uh, uh, I've got to say that this is uh, this is quite the award. Thank you guys. Thank the uh, thank the uh, Academy of Geeks. Uh, the this this geeky means a whole lot to me, and uh, and you know when when I took on the role and I did the first movie and the <laughs> second movie, when it came time to do the third movie, they just gave me this choreographer and they were like, "You're gonna learn how to knife fight," and they just downloaded the knife fight onto me and I was like, "Whoa, I can knife fight." And then they were like, show me. And then I showed him. And that's how he filmed that scene. So thank you to the choreographers. And I can't wait to see what we got in store for John Wick for. Uh, whoa, cool. Thank you, Mr. Reeves. You are breathtaking. Yes, you, you are. You are breathtaking, Mr. Reeves. John Wick from Fortnite. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Keanu Reeves is here, ladies and gentlemen. That was exciting. We're getting bigger and bigger stars as the awards go on. It's amazing. Tell us what we, tell us what we win next. What's our next category? For excellence in VFX in a film, the nominees are Godzilla, King of the Monsters, Avengers Endgame, and Alita Battle Angel. Gentlemen. All right. So, I actually really loved the effects in Godzilla. I think, for me, in terms of the most realistic effects of the year, I think Godzilla was fantastic. I mean, even though these mm, are giant really? kaiju monsters, I thought that the, the, the way that the monsters were represented really looked organic. It, it, I didn't get taken out of the movie by the effects at any significant point where it was just like, oh, that looks so fake. Everything that I saw in that movie, and plus there was so much. You figure, like, I know they probably didn't spend as much as something like Endgame, but you figure they spent a lot of money on the effects in this movie because there's so many monster fight scenes and shots of the monsters and interactions with the monsters in this movie. Mm -hmm. And again, like, everything from Mothra to King Ghidorah to all the other titans and, and kaiju that we see in this movie, like... It like they all look really good. They move really well. They're they're very well animated. They just feel like living creatures, even if they are these like kind of mythical, like awesome, larger than life creatures. Like, I think they matched it well with all of the different like lighting situations. They they didn't contrast them too much from the humans. Like they all looked like they were in the same room. Mm-hmm. Where sometimes effects, it looks like they're in the, they're in a different place. 
you know, there's different lights for the humans and different lights for the CGI characters. Mm -hmm. So I, I love the CGI in Godzilla, and that was one of my favorites. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, uh, for... Um, you gonna do Alita? Yeah, for me, I wanted to say Alita. I wanted to, like, kind of bring it up specifically since you said that, like, you know, as far as realistic effects, for me... I thought Alita did such a great job bringing a character that's from a manga to life where you can still see that it's it's akin to a manga but there were so many times that like I felt like I wasn't sure if I was looking like looking at a uh, at an actual human body or a CGI body and it was all CGI um but like they did, I think they did an amazing job with uh, inserting Alita in this human world mm -hmm. and blurring the line like I really didn't see too often if it wasn't for the fact that I, you know the eyes give the tell that it's not a real human aside from that like i couldn't tell for the most part that alita wasn't a human character mm -hmm. you know with just like a superimposed face for example and do you and remember that they they tweaked the eyes they did tweak the eyes yeah. to make it yeah. look a little bit more human because they felt like uh the initial reactions were that the eyes were too manga-esque and stuff like that and yeah and i can understand that um i think that like I, I, me personally, I'm a fan of keeping things, uh, I don't want to say true to form, but, uh, you know, whatever the artist's concept is, like, let the artist be, appreciate what the artist, you know, contributed mm -hmm. to it. Don't make the artist change the work that they've done, you know, um, that goes to, to some, like Sonic, for example, where yes, the new Sonic does look better, but you know, I, 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 I didn't think that the old Sonic was that bad. You know, I, I'm, I'm more of a, of, of a fan of, like, let's appreciate the artist's interpretation and go from there. So, but anyway, that's my whole thing on Alita. I thought that Alita was, was, was very well done, especially when you consider that, like, there's so much of the other characters in there um, and their CGI. Like, um, what was that, like, badass, like, ninja robot dude? Uh, he was basically, like, full... Full, fully robotic upgrade and everything. Yeah, he was. He, I don't remember the name. I remember the the actor that played it. It was Ed Screen that played it. Right, 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 know? right. Um, but I don't remember. Yeah, but he was he was really well yeah. done. Yeah, yeah. A, a lot of the CGI in this movie was Francis done really. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was great. I thought it was uh, amazing personally. Um, it it was pretty true to the uh, to the book, by the way. To uh, for the most part. Um, I mean, there were some changes and stuff like that, but it stayed relatively mm -hmm. true to like the 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 books and I think and uh, and mainly the very very short anime that was released. It was like two or three episodes, I believe. So yeah, I think some of yeah. the scenes were like pulled directly from. Yeah, and 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 you know, I love that. You know, I felt like Lita didn't get like uh, the buzz that it deserved, but you know, we're talking about realism in, in VFX, so and. The last, no, I, yeah, I believe we got one more, right? Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, I know. It's it, it's kind of like it's it's Endgame. It's too popular. It's too much of a blockbuster. But I have to I have to give it credit because when you when you see the original and what it looks like without VFX, I'm actually really super surprised because it it looks like most of the whole entire movie is made up of vfx yeah, especially suits, yeah most yeah the, backgrounds, the settings dr strange's cape i know cowl. it isn't even a real one you know what 
you're right about that. And that, that's the thing. That movie was pretty much done like 80% on a green screen. And you got to kind of yeah. give it to the actors for like being able to like act with no yeah. set around there. It's basically like acting blind, you could say. You know, for the most part, they don't, they're not even in costume, they're on mocap. Just so. like to, to that point, though, like I really want to explore a little bit and find out a little bit more. I don't know if you guys heard that John Favreau on The Mandalorian apparently did something really different. I don't, I don't recall what it is. And maybe this is a topic for another time. Oh, I get you're right. I saw it. that and I wanted to investigate that. Like, what yeah. was it? Because it was something very different. Like, he did it in such a way where they had something more, more concrete to interact with, mm-hmm, even if it was a CGI mm-hmm. character yeah. or whatever yeah. it is. But I don't want to get too far off a topic. I would definitely like to explore that since we're on the topic of VFX. Yes. But for a later time. Mm-hmm. All, right. All right. So we're going to announce the winner. And I have the envelope. Thank you very much. And the winner is. For best special effects, Avengers Endgame. Bravo again. This is certainly becoming a trend. Yes, it is. Again. Again, they didn't do it in the Oscars, but they're doing it here. And to accept the award is VFX artist Hannibal Mauricio's kind of talent Basil Datuna. Sounds German? I don't know. Well, welcome, European? Mr. VFX. It sounds like a menu for, for different fish. <laughs> well, thank you very much. But, you know, um, it, we, we did a lot of work on this stuff here. It's, uh, you know, a lot of motion caption, a lot of vector mm-hmm. vector drawings and stuff like that. And, you know, we, we, we utilize the uh, computers to the best of our ability and stuff like that. And, you know, this is going to be the whole thing. And, you know, I, I'd like to thank all the, the Academy and, you know, the geekies and, and you know, um, my my wife, she's she's very in 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 incremental and in, you know doing the stuff that I do. And, uh, no, no, don't do this to me. Don't. I, I still have plenty more people to talk about. Don't do this to me. Computers rule the world. Thank thank you thank you for that take. I'm back. Security. I'm back. Will somebody get this guy out here? Listen, Mr. Detuna. Listen, VFX. Okay, you, guy, you. come on. My name is Hannibal. Hannibal. <laughs> somebody, somebody. Okay. Listen, okay. stop. Okay, okay. All right, I think this situation. So you must be removed from so the premises. Moving, <laughs> moving Hannibal along. is back. Is it under control? Oh, my God. Somebody get Where's this guy cane? off the stage, please. Where's the cane? Please Mr. come with Mr. me Reeves. to the chopper. Mr. Reeves, can you help us out with this? Mr. Reeves, can you get this guy off stage? Uh, uh, what? Knife fight him. Knife fight him off the stage. Oh. Listen. Whoa. Listen. Dan- uh, Dano, uh, I will digitally remove, remove you from the film. Oh, oh dude. Dude. Come on. Uh, you don't really want me to take I'm it down. Saying, no, dude, is there anybody else here who can help? I have the power of the computer. I am a fully operational T-800. Cyberdyne. We have a Terminator here Terminators. trying to take this guy out. How is this not working? Okay, okay. I think, all right, I he's think the finally, Terminator scared him off. He's finally leaving the stage. All right, let's move on to the next category. We have some other maniac. Take up all the... <laughs> go away! Take up all the, the take all the breath out of the, of the room, the air out of the, the oxygen. <laughs> I think Walt is dealing with the. <laughs> oh no, he's back. Who's the next? Hello, everybody. Category. <laughs> Jeez. Thank you very much. <clears throat> okay. All right. In in our next. <laughs> all right. Stop. All right. Um. <clears throat> moving moving along. Moving along. Our next category is. Best actor in a film. 
And the nominees for best actor in a film are actors in a film, Adam Driver for a marriage, marriage story. I'm sorry, there's no A in it, it's marriage story. Um, Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin. Joaquin Phoenix for Joker. And Adam Sandler for Uncut Gems. Gentlemen, please take this away. Okay, so my uh, big nominee for this year is a little bit out of the main geek culture, but again, there are movie geeks out there, and I geeked out about the movie Uncut Gems with Adam Sandler uh, in this past year. Um, that is one of, easily one of my favorite movies of the year, maybe not my absolute favorite, um, but the performance that he gives is really fantastic because without giving too much away about the movie, uh, he plays a jewel, uh, like, like a jewel dealer in uh, the jewelry district in Manhattan. And he's this character that's always trying to, he's a gambler, he's a very heavy gambler, he's addicted to it. And he's always trying to get one over in every situation. So he's like kind of addicted to the adrenaline of like betting on something and winning something. It's, he bets more than money in a way. Like he doesn't actually, I guess, place bets on other things, but like he ends up wagering a lot of other things in his life as a result of his gambling addiction. And the way that Adam Sandler plays it is like, the whole movie is really manic, but the way that he plays it is like perfectly kind of encapsulating and taking you through that movie that movie's manic energy and all of its crazy twists and turns. And I have loved Adam Sandler as an actor for years outside of his movies that are kind of like meh, like his his uh, vacations with his friends. But like Punch Drunk Love and Spanglish and other movies of his I've been a fan of in the past. And so I think he, to me, was definitely among the absolute best this year. I, I actually agree. I, uh, I was very shocked and appalled that he didn't get any kind of recognition at the Oscars. Yeah. It's it's. It's personally, I think, is just unfair because it was one of those amazing, stunning, transformative performances. You know what I mean? It's a performance that usually Oscars not you know recognize, or films generally recognize actors that transform themselves mm -hmm. into a character. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, this character was, you know, through and through, uh, heavily addicted to gambling you know, to its own detriment, mm -hmm. actor. And that was kind of like the story of what happens to gamblers that are addicted and don't find a way out. You know, you really so, believe it, yeah. yeah. You really believe the way that he plays it in this movie. What, what else do you guys think of the other nominees? Because I, I think they were all great, but... <clears throat> well, <laughs> Adam not. Driver played um, quite different roles this year. Um, I, I believe he had a total of three movies, right? Three, all, all very critically acclaimed. Well, right, exactly. Two critically acclaimed. <laughs> mm -hmm. One where his performance was critically acclaimed, but the movie itself was not at all critically acclaimed in any way Which whatsoever. Which yeah. oh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't. We'll know. talk about it mm, at yeah. some point this but, evening. But um, we're gonna, we're gonna, you know, really talk about his performance in the Marriage Story, and you know. In the marriage story, he plays a very, very believable character. I mean, you you really feel, you know, 
based on his performance, you you feel the highs and the lows of, of what's going on. Mm-hmm. You feel the pain. Right. And, and, you know, he's kind of, if, if you really look on the face of it toward the end, he you know, it's revealed he's kind of a little bit of a douchey character when it comes to his marriage per se. Yeah. But you do see the love that he has for his child and his kid and the struggle that he has with that. And, you know, in some way, sense of form, he still actually cares about his, well, soon-to-be ex-wife, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and one of the the biggest moving scenes was that very end when he's sitting with his, his son and he's reading that letter. Yeah. And, I mean, that was a powerful, yeah. powerful yeah. performance right there. You know, so I think, you know, he deserves the accolades. And he's quickly becoming my one of my favorite characters. Yeah, I got to say. Actors, I got to yeah. say, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Favorite actors. Actors, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I just as a, a mention, one thing that was really great um, about him in that movie for me, about all the characters, is that I, I think what was great about it is this movie was well written, but it also wasn't concerned necessarily with having perfect dialogue because it left room for people who are very mad and very emotional to say kind of stupid things, yeah. like yeah. like you really would in a real argument. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I kind of like because like all the stuff at the end that was almost ridiculous when he got angry when they were fighting him and Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was supposed to be kind of like it's such a ridiculous situation. I think that the movie did that well and he conveyed that well in his role. And and I also think that you know, kind of like what you were saying. In anger, he says something that he really didn't mean, mm-hmm. and you can see the minute that he he said it, it was like one of these things. Oh crap! I just said that. I can't take it back. Yeah. Well, I mean, and you saw it in his face, and it, it, that's just that's just high level acting. Right well, there. you know, the the thing about that one scene that you're talking about, um, it it's when his character and Scarlett Johansson's character are trying to hash it out in person without the lawyers, um, and yeah, he just completely blows up and. And the powerful part about that scene is that he blows up and he says things that he definitely doesn't mean, but they are very, very hurtful. Mm-hmm. And yet, because he completely broke down, down to his knees, Scarlett Johansson's characters didn't really, I don't think that she was affected by the words as much as she was affected by like how, how this whole situation has made him feel because she embraced him after that. After she mm-hmm. just got completely destroyed with insults, Mm-hmm. She embraced him instead of Dude. like instead of like feeding it like like kind of hitting him back in kind. You that know? scene just showed it was great strong. It was so strong. The two. Yeah, that, you know, it, it was very powerful. Scene. That was both. That was where they both realized how far beyond what they had initially initially envisioned for right. their separation. Mm-hmm. How far beyond that they had gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. So. And last but not least. It's uh, Joaquin Mr. Phoenix. Mr. Joaquin Phoenix. I mean, you know. There's not much to be said about that, you know. He's a very good actor in general. It's just a, an, an amazing performance by him. Mm-hmm. I mean, once again, we're talking about transformative performances. <laughs> the man transformed himself into the Joker. Mm-hmm. So. He transformed himself into, into Mr. Fleck. Definitely. Okay, All right. So let's get to it. So those are our nominees, and I have the envelope in hand here. And they're going to announce the winner. And the winner is Joaquin Phoenix, Joker. Bravo. Nice change in pace. I do agree. Tonight, actually accepting the award for Joaquin Phoenix, who could not be here, will be Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren will be accepting the award. (laughs) Mr. Ren, that is not how you run an awards show. You need a teacher. 
I hate you, and I hate everything about you, and I wish you were dead. All right. Oh, God. I have to put the past behind me somehow. All right. Um, Just I let it like, die. I, I, I can't. I cannot let it die. Okay. You're all a bunch of filthy junk traders. Look. Joaquin didn't deserve this award. I deserve this award for the other movie that Kylo Ren was in this year. I was in Marriage Story with Black Widow. I deserve all the awards. All of them. And none of you can take this away from me. Anyway, congratulations to Joaquin Phoenix for a fantastic <laughs> performance. And the Empire definitely, the, the, oh, I'm sorry, the First Order definitely salutes your performance this year. Thank you very much. Um, and I hope you die. Hey, hey, Kylo, are you going back to Undercover Boss? What are you talking about? I've never been on that show. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what you mean. All right, all right. Well, he, here's your here's your crappy awards. Get out of here with this garbage. All right. And th 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 thank, thank you, you very you. much, Kylo Ren. Thank for you, that Mr. Ren. Rousing speech. Thank We're you. We're very lucky. We didn't need to call security. <laughs> Thank you security. for that. All right. That wasn't as bad as Hannibal. Leave Hannibal alone. Get that guy. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Okay. So now our next category in the geekies. We're almost there, guys. Almost there. <clears throat> Best villain in a film. Uh, and the nominees are Jojo Rabbit, Hitler. <laughs> That's a weird thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really? <laughs> okay, he's, he's a villain. Oh, boy. Okay, anyway. That he's was a weird fictional villain here. Okay, They're played by Taika Waititi. <laughs> um, Avengers Endgame, Thanos, played by... Um, Whoa, I, Jesus, Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin, <laughs> I'm sorry. Boy, I'm still, I'm still hung up on the Hitler thing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and Godzilla, King of Monsters... Ghidorah, That's played by King Ghidorah. <laughs> um, gentlemen, please speak on this stuff. So anyway. the reason why I picked Ghidorah is because, God dang it, we, I have waited so long for a reinterpretation of this character. It is, if not Mechagodzilla, King Ghidorah is the iconic Godzilla villain. And then just to see how uh, Michael Doherty transformed that, like, he played very heavily into kingships in the movie. And I think rightly so, because it really is about who is the king of the monsters. Obviously, it's Godzilla, but sometimes Godzilla gets one-upped. And I liked how he showed that, yeah, these dethronings, so to say, do happen. And Ghidorah was the perfect villain to have do that in a Godzilla movie. Because there are very few villains that actually defeat Godzilla. I, th I think I kind of agree, actually, because it's very, it's very different and unique. It's a unique villain because of... It, it, there's not much... It's a villain that's... It's not... A, it's not... It doesn't have any actor. It has voice. It has a... As a voice actor, obviously, but... Yeah, 
But the thing is, it's it's so different from the rest of the actors because it's the only villain that can't be, you know, even though it's hard to explain. It's a menace that doesn't need to have a voice. Right. It just needs yeah. to scare the That's, crap out of you yeah, with what it does. It just needs to be a real villain. It's a monster. Um, I think it works out pretty great. Yeah. I heard that. Uh, going on to, so with Thanos, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, he's the, the consummate villain. He's been the villain for how many movies of the MCU, basically. He's the villain in the background. And the thing about Thanos is that he is such a an imposing villain, you could say. You know, he's he's like, he, he walks and talks like he's a god. Mm-hmm. He, you know, kind of... You know, he really believes in his cause. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a bit of a... He's called the Mad Titan for a reason. And that's one of the marquee things about being a villain is that you have to... You have to sell. You have to be more than just your your typical like your your bank robber or your you know just you know I'm just heist of the week or something like that. You know what I mean? This is like he's you know Thanos is being a much more grandiose kind of bad guy uh, because he's not just a villain to one hero. He's a villain to the to the entire universe, and that's I think like what makes Thanos you know such a great villain. I concur. Right, and so, uh, and finally, we have Jojo Rabbit, you know, Hitler. I mean, All right, I'll, I'll take this one. I'll yeah, take this cool. one. Please Because I saw Jojo Rabbit. Um, Please do. Well, okay, so, like, this one is, is, it's a little bit of a gag, but, like, so, you guys know the premise of Jojo Rabbit? I do not. Me okay. So, Jojo Rabbit, it's well, this little kid. Yeah. It's this little kid, basically, he's the main character. His name is Jojo, as the movie implies. Um, and he is, yeah, well, he, he's in the, he's basically like a Hitler youth, okay? In, like, mm-hmm. World War II Germany. Mm-hmm. He loves, he's, like, he's obsessed with Hitler. He, he's, like, obsessed with Hitler oh, the way, like, a teenage okay. girl is obsessed with Justin Bieber, okay? Like, that's what, it, he's got, like, posters. That's wow, really? It's wild, okay? It's wild, but okay. it's played for laughs, right? Because this is, like, a comedy drama right. movie. And like his best friend, his his best friend is his imaginary friend, Adolf Hitler, played by Taika Waititi. So right. the entire movie, and Scarlett Johansson is, is JoJo's mother, and there's a lot of like there's there's like some some intersecting with the tale of the Holocaust in here. I won't give it away beyond that, right? But like the 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 way that he plays the character is like it's hilarious, obviously, because Taika Waititi. But there's definitely moments of menace, like funny menace, but like. I mean, also, it's freaking Adolf Hitler. He's, like, one of the most villainous villains of all time, and he's been a villain in fiction before, too. Like, he's been a villain in fiction right. so many times. He's basically, like, a fictional character almost Preacher. at this point in a weird way. Right? Yeah. He was in Supernatural? Okay. There was another movie that came out. Uh, Guess Who's Back? Bastards? It was called. There was some movie that, yeah, Glorious Bastards. Yeah. There was another yeah. movie oh, called Guess Who's Back. Nine, 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 nine. So he's been a fictional villain before so that's why i thought you know what i really enjoyed his villainous persona again played for laughs in this movie that's why i thought he would be a good nominee for the geekies okay Mm -hmm. all right so um we have that and the the award goes to endgame Avengers Endgame, Thanos. Bravo. Well, going back to the status quo, but okay, it's deserved. And and accepting the award is um, King Ghidorah. (laughs) Uh, 
<laughs> oh my god, what the hell? Uh, do we have a translator? Yes, oh. he's saying. Oh, oh. Okay, so I'm I'm fluent in this. All right, so he's saying. <laughs> so he's saying he's saying that. <laughs> okay. He's saying take it up the stage. I mean. All right, so um, the stage is, is about to break. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, so um, he's saying that uh, give him a chance to translate. <laughs> yeah, could you, Ghidorah, Ghidorah, please give him a chance yeah. to translate. Not everybody speaks. All right, this language. so um, oh my god. Yeah, so <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> All right, so you tell him to move. All right, um, I don't think the music's gonna work here. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> so all right, I'm sorry about that, but what I was trying to translate somehow he left was that, um, thank you. I, the uh, the false king, uh, the one who is many, gladly accept this award, this award on behalf of Thanos. The reason why he couldn't be here today is because he got dusted like a chump. <laughs> well, to be fair, I got dusted like a chump too, but then again, who's going to really cross me except for my mortal, immortal enemy? But nonetheless, good job, Thanos. I'm... Definitely happy that you received this award, and uh, I'll be back for you all. I'll rain down vicious and right, awesome destruction no one, upon you. Because no one dies in the MCU. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for that translation, and thank you, King Ghidorah, for that excellent speech. Moving on. Okay. Moving on. We have some eccentric award acceptance speeches this year. It's getting worse. All right. All right. Our next category is uh, proficiency in worst moment of the year. Oh, boy. Our nominees are Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. Star Wars, (laughs) The Rise of Skywalker. And it's a crowded field. Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. I knew it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I don't know who's going to win. I knew these would be the nominees. This this may take a long time to talk about because the nominee field is is vast and very diverse. But can we at least try? We have a keynote. We have a speaker who's going to guide us through this award of achievement. Mr. Gabriel, a.k.a. Keanu. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Please take it away. So uh, it is. It is my absolute pleasure and honor to present this first annual non-geeky award. Prestigious. Okay. It's a uh, prestigious. It's an amazing. It's 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 a grand grand honor for me simply because, as a Star Wars fan, uh, I uh, I was really looking forward to this film, and I feel like. I feel like if it wasn't for the uh, years of devotion that I've had to the Star Wars lore, that I would not be able to just completely tear down and rip the crap out of this movie that deserves this award wholeheartedly. Here come J.J. Abrams. 
Is he upset uh, about your assessment of this film? JJ, don't test me. JJ. I'm Keanu Reeves' coach. Call him Darth Abrams. <laughs> Darth Abrams. JJ. No, seriously, uh, on, on a serious note, this 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 film deserves this award wholeheartedly simply because it did absolutely nothing to further the, the, the beauty and the lore of Star Wars. Instead, what it did was destroy another Star Wars film. Whether you liked it or not, no film should ever try to destroy another one just because they felt like it's what, what was needed mm-hmm. um, because you end up giving us half of a film. Okay, so this film was more like half of a film that answered no questions that anyone asked, brought up a, a bunch of, uh, uh, I think, non-starters. There were, it was a lot of fan service, you could say. Too much. It was a footnote movie. Maybe maybe Jedi. too much uh, fan Footnotes. service, but you know it's supposed to be the end of a saga, and it never was. It did not end anything, uh, and in my view, the movie doesn't really exist. You know, I'm still gonna wait for the end of the saga, um, whether it be fan fiction or or something else. I don't know because personally, I don't know how you can make a film like this, uh, even though, even though uh, certain people in Disney say that there is. No source material, apparently. <laughs> and that's why they had to make this movie the way that they did. But, you know, Shameful. it is what it is. So I mean, um, it really ended up this way because we all kind of picked a moment from The Rise of Skywalker as, like, the worst moment. I, mean, I still haven't know. announced the winner yet. <laughs> wait. Shall, shall I announce the winner? That wasn't the winner? Oh, wait. That's right. It was between The Rise of Skywalker, The Rise of Skywalker, and The Rise of Skywalker. And, and guess what? Which one won? The winner is... The Rise of Skywalker. And specifically, worst moment of the year is the day that they announced that the movie was coming out. <laughs> You're talking about the release date? Not the actual day that the movie came out, the day that they announced the release date. You're talking about the first trailer? The Oof. very first trailer. Ray Skywalker. Because that is the beginning I of am the Ray. end. That's my moment. <sighs> Terrible. All right. Terrible. All I, right. Think I've, I think I've... Uh, uh, and it's 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 apparently so bad that no one from the film is here to pick up this award. So I wonder if that's a coincidence or not. Maybe I'm surprised that Palpatine isn't here since they keep bringing him back. Well, Kylo reason. was here, but like I don't know. Yeah, what he, he, he bounced. He's at the after. Ky- Kylo, Kylo was the only good thing about the movie, so I I would not want to present it to him. He probably anyway. since this award was coming anyway. He was like, I don't want to deal with this. Security will mail it to the remains of the Death Star right, immediately. So he's hanging out with Hannibal. Moving right along. Alrighty then. Final, no, after final that category. Prestigious yeah. award. No, what? Oh. We got two more. Yeah. Two oh, more. Okay. Two more categories, and then we wrap up the first annual Kiki's. And All our right. next category proficiency in badassery. The right. best badass moment of the year. Our first nominee is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, mm-hmm. Brad Pitt, Leonard DiCaprio, The House Invasion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Avengers Endgame, Cap wielding the mighty Molinier, meow meow. Meow meow. And <laughs> Godzilla, King of the Monsters, burning Godzilla. Gentlemen. All great choices. All great choices. Yeah. So remember when I was saying earlier that King Ghidorah was something that we desperately needed to see again? Well, so was one of Godzilla's most iconic transformations. This is like, to, 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 to make it, to equate it to something that I'm sure 
most geeks out there probably know and love. The first time Goku goes Super Saiyan, anytime he goes Super Saiyan, mm-hmm. the fans go nuts. Burning Godzilla is the equivalent of that. And just to see that that form again in all of its destructive majesty, like when it's when he starts coming down to King Ghidorah, everything is melting yeah. as he is walking. He doesn't even have to do anything. It's yeah, just like, I'm this just is just an added. Le- that was never in the original concept before, mind you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's what makes this all the more. This makes it awesome. <laughs> And then he has the pulses, right? Yes, which actually have traces of Mothra in it. Mm-hmm. I, I actually agree with that because that was my second choice on my list. Um, that was a fantastic reimagination of Burning Godzilla. Burning Godzilla was just super badass in that movie. I mean, that was literally, like you said, the Super Saiyan moment where he just leveled up past 9,000. You know what I'm saying? Um, that was a really good thing. The other one is House of the House Invasion, which with uh, Brad Pitt and I. I put a Leon, Leonardo DiCaprio in there, and I shouldn't have because that was Brad Pitt's moment. It was mainly, but yeah. I mean, Leonardo DiCaprio did kind of at the very end. He had a moment. He had a moment. He put, he put the cherry nice on top, cherry. right? Yeah. Which was yeah. tied to the the beginning of the movie, which I appreciated. Yeah, the, that was the, the flame. The cherry on top in the pool. His other film, but this action yeah. scene. Okay, so I should have expected it. I guess I don't know why I didn't expect it because that's like Tarantino's thing now. He kind of changes reality in his movies, which he's been doing since yeah. like Inglorious Bastards, yeah. basically. Um, but like, yeah, this scene is awesome because yeah, he like takes the Manson murders, which are some of those famous Hollywood murders, murders ever, turns them on their head and says like, you know what, Sharon Tate and all of them, you're gonna survive because this guy Brad Pitt's character just happens to be the first person that they decide to come across instead and he was fighting Bruce Lee earlier in the movie so he is not a pushover yeah um yeah there's a lot of i sense i sense the the weirdness about that scene but uh the Bruce Lee scene and i kind of get it but um and you guys remember i sh- i don't know if you got a chance to see it but i sent you the article with the true story no no story, i did yeah i did I which did is amazing it, yeah. the, the true story behind that is amazing but get, not to get off topic yeah, that Virginia scene LaBelle. Was yeah, uh, such such an interesting story. But that that scene was was very interesting in its twisting of the reality, in its brutality, and in its comedy all at the same time. So that was definitely one of the more badass scenes. I mean, the way he took out some of these people with like cans of beer, all this other stuff. Awesome, great great badass moment of the year. And I think that leads us into the final moment here, right? Which is he is worthy. Cap and Cap and Mew Mew. Meow meow. Meow meow. You know, we gotta say that like that probably in the out of the entire film, that was the moment that just every I think everybody who was watching that movie at the exact same time in the entire wor- world collectively gave a big sigh and like <gasps> And then mm-hmm. started clapping and like cheering like crazy because Those that was moments. just such an awesome moment. And then to yep. and then to see that he didn't just grab the hammer and like just you know did one swing. He fought with the hammer for an extended period of time. And mm-hmm. you know we spoke about it earlier already. Mm-hmm. And it really is one of the most badass moments I think in in at least action film history. So um, and, and it was then total to fan service. Then to have Thor say he knew it. Mm-hmm. Right, All the right. Because, comedic moments because it, it's it's yeah. a callback to it. it's it's a callback to the first Avenger movie, right? Right. Or where where the like, second one, the second one, the second one. Ultron. Oh, that's Ultron. right, Age of Ultron, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. like 
where uh, he kind of moved it slightly, and then you see Thor's face yeah, there. Yeah, he kind of like got worried when. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly, and um, and and I think that like they they were they had like kind of in an interview somewhere said that like Cap Cap knew that he could pick it up and then but just chose not to so he doesn't break uh, Thor's spirit like that was said yeah. somewhere in the in outside of the film and the stuff, writers so. that was somebody yeah like the writers and always stuff, envisioned yeah. it that way yes marcus and McFeely. yeah because you know for thor's character like at that time oh, yeah. that was the russos that said that, that. yeah it was, it was the russos, russos because yeah. yeah it was the russos because they 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 the way they describe thor at that time at that state is you know his whole identity is that hammer mm-hmm. you know and and cap being the leader of the team knew that he can't really break his uh, break Thor's identity like that. That's he knew that he could pick it up, but he didn't. It, it makes sense if you tie it into how Thor's character ended up. Exactly, in the game, exactly. In a way too. So, that's so it, it makes sense from their perspective. Yeah, and it's funny because they they didn't you know they put that scene in there specifically probably because they knew that they wanted to do this at some point in the future. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. all right, all right. So, uh, we have we have I think we have the envelope here. Yes. Let me, let me grab the envelope. I think the not I think the the presenter will be here in just a moment. Hold on. All right. So uh, Han- I, I, Hannibal Hannibal's still running around there, but I think somebody, we see somebody him. Somebody grab Hannibal. I'll I'll do the uh, I'll take the envelope. Hannibal's Thank you. back, bitches. <clears throat> and the winner for most badass moment is Avengers Cap Miller. Bravo. All right. This is, this is a little winner, bit too I, much now, but. I, I, okay, so it looks like the person that will be accepting the award today. It looks like it's a duo. What is, what's going on here? Why is Chris Hemsworth here? Wait, Thor? Thor, what are you doing here, Thor? I'm just, I'm just here to visit a friend from work. Just here to visit a friend from work. Uh, who, who, who will be present? Who are you, mortal, that's presenting with me today? Uh, I am the one and only Captain, Captain America. Why, why are you here? Are you here to uh, accept? It's my award. No, no, it's not your award because it's, Mjolnir is my weapon. So, but I'm the one that's worthy. But I'm also worthy because I, I remember I in the early in the movie I totally was worthy when Mjolnir came to me. You remember in the past? Yeah, when, but when my mom you, dies, you, you remember that part? Right, right. That? But you were fat. All right. Well, you don't have to lean on that. All right. But, but, all but right? you were. I thought we were friends. But, no, no, we are. We would, are. Would somebody and that's worthy to wield Mjolnir really be insulting the person well, well, I'm who, not insulting. who, I'm just who being has Mjolnir? I'm, I'm, just, I'm just being truthful. All right. I'm just being truthful. This, and and, this and let's remember, let's remember this is absolutely that ridiculous. I was the one that used the hammer when you were getting beat up. Oh, I saved. I, I, I right. saved. I saved your butt. All right, but who gave it to you in the first place? Who even suggested that you could use or pick up the uh, hammer at any point? In the past, I think we established that a few movies ago. I was already able to pick it up. I just didn't want to look. Hurt your either feelings. way, that's why you get the smaller I didn't, hammer. I didn't. I get Stormbreaker because you you get to well, wield the smaller I mean, weapon. You know, that's that's fine. I'll let you have the big stick. It's kind of overcompensating. I'm assuming. All right, whatever. All right, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. Fine, take your award. I've had enough of this mess. I don't have to deal with this. I'm a god of Asgard. <laughs> I'm going to go hang out with Loki, and we're going to stab each other while we turn into snakes. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Thor from Asgardians of the Galaxy and Captain America. Thank you. Who's Thank old. you, guys. Thank you. And, and, and I just want to say, uh, Thor, language. Okay. You're overrated. Captain America, go take your Geritol. <laughs> yeah. Overrated. And 
Thank you, gentlemen. All right. Okay, don't destroy anything on the way out. Say hello to Hannibal and King Ghidorah. They're in the after party. Um, <laughs> Watch out for Kylo. He's mad. Yes, Kylo. Kylo. Yeah, Kylo. Kylo's partying. Last I, last I heard, he was up on on the bar. Oh, uh, okay. He was swing. Well, let, let, I'm not. He was get Ben into soloing it, it up. He's uh, doing his uh, coyote ugly. Yeah, yeah. We're we're not gonna get into that. <laughs> All right then. There are there are lightsabers swinging, and we don't need to know. All right. Um. Anyway, we are going to now come. We are now at the final category of the first annual Geekies Award, sponsored by. <laughs> <laughs> You can't make that face. Because you can't make He's that face. He's getting into character. Not to character. He's getting into character. Okay. <sighs> hey guys, this is user Get Geek Outreach from the from the subreddit Get Geek Podcast. We have all types of conversations going on in the subreddit. We have conversations about TV and streaming services, movies, comics, discussions. Even more discussions. We have all the discussions. So come on over to the Get Geek Podcast subreddit. You'll love it, I tell you. Also, have a great time at this award ceremony. <laughs> this commercial is ended. That was a word from our sponsor. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Um, all right. All right. We're, we're, we're at it. This is it. The this is award. the end. This is the the big one. The coup de Gracie. Gracie? Gracie. Coup de Gracie. Hoist Gracie? It's, it's, it's wrong, wrong, wrong. Coup de Gracie. Coup de Gracie. I don't know. All Whatever right. it is. So we are in the category of... What is it? Some In the category of best film of 2019, the nominees are Avengers Endgame. Ooh. Again. Joker. And... Parasite. Gentlemen, take it away. All right. So um, I'll go with my pick first, uh, although I definitely enjoyed all of these movies. I just recently saw Parasite. It did win, I know, Best Picture at the Oscars. And I don't always agree with the Oscars for Best Picture every year. Um, <clears throat> Green Book. Um, I don't always agree. Sometimes I think those movies are actually pretty terrible and they're just trying to fulfill some whatever agenda uh, it is and it doesn't have to necessarily be a, a specifically political or woke agenda, whatever it is. There's always something that I don't quite get the Oscars. But I'm, you know, I digress. Let me not get off it too far. Parasite was an absolutely fantastic movie. And it's uh, from a director who's done some great geek fare before, again, uh, Bong Joon-ho, I believe is his name. He's the director who did Snowpiercer. I haven't seen all of his other films, but they're very highly regarded. Yes. I'm going to explore them more because I loved Snowpiercer, and I really loved Parasite. It's one of the best movies I've seen in the last few years, honestly. like it, It's beautifully directed. It's incredibly well acted. It's really funny at the beginning. It takes some great turns into darker territory at the end. It's got great subtext. It's got great themes. Like... It's just it's just a great movie that I think anyone that that would enjoy a movie that's a little more thought provoking and not that any of these other movies are I don't want to take anything away from them obviously there's a lot of great geek movie, geek movies out there where like it's about the feeling too but like this movie just I don't know it's just it's just a fantastic film from from start to finish 
in the first few minutes, it was better than almost any other movie that I saw this year. Like, really, it was in the first 10, 15 minutes. So Parasite, for me, is definitely a great choice for Best Film of the Year. But let's hear about our other nominees as well. Right in the vein of thought-provoking, you have Joker also. Like, there are a lot of themes in that one. For one, of the, for one you definitely get a sense of, like, uh, classism. Struggles with classism in that movie. Uh, mental health issues, just uh, issues with the system itself, you know? Like, there, there's a lot going on in that movie. And what what's really good about it, I find, is that... At first, maybe there were, you know, there were those critics that said, okay, this is like, you got to tone it down with the wokeness here, guys. But, you know, it's important to have these conversations, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think that's part of what makes the Joker so great, the ability to provoke these questions, these conversations. Well, I mean, that's the thing about the Joker. He's the ultimate provocateur, so... You know, that if, if, exactly. if there's anything that embodies what the Joker character himself is, is someone that, that, that loves to provoke, you know, mm-hmm. uh, society, other people and, and, you know, the audience and stuff like that from a character standpoint. So uh, it really does take uh, someone with the, uh, the, the creative, uh, like someone like Todd Phillips and Joaquin Phoenix to be able to, you know, pull this out of the bag the way that they did so um but uh but we have one more in the category yeah yes one small movie um avengers it was nothing it was, which it was i nothing. which i have to give credit to the indie film um the indie <laughs> film yeah it's a very it's a short film um not very well known yeah mm-hmm. uh, bucks I heard. yeah uh i think i I think it was a good movie, but at the same time, it kind of did already win, like, how many awards? So, I can't... I I already gave it enough... Endgame. Endgame. I already gave it enough credit. Oh, and and our geeky awards, yes. Yeah. But I I just want to put out that Joker was a great movie because it put out a lot of the problems that we see going on. Um... It put it. It shed some light on the problems, but it it gave it a darker tone. I will say about Joker. I will make a quick comment about that as well because I guess we have kind of exhausted all there is to say about Endgame as a nominee. If you just give it a brief mention, but with Joker, I think what was great about it was that it gave you a chance to sympathize with the character without destroying the thing that we all love about the Joker. Is any of this real? Is he telling the truth? We don't know. And and Todd Phillips himself even hinted at that in an interview a few weeks later. How like some people that he showed the movie to were like, "Oh, I get it. It's not real. Like he's he's just telling a joke. This is all in his head." Mm-hmm. And some other of his friends apparently. And he said this all in an interview, which I think is maybe hinting at something greater. Who knows? But he's also like one of the other people said, "Oh." It's not the real Joker. I get it. This guy is inspiring the real Joker, which are things that we kind of had as thoughts as well. Um, so that's, yeah, that's for me why definitely okay. Joker deserves to be in the category at, at the very least. So, and again, also Avengers Endgame. Yes. That. And so here comes that lovely person with the envelope. On behalf of the dedicated security staff at this here Geeky Awards, 
said Arnold. <laughs> this is Ensign T-851. Nope, that's Arnold. Oh, no, Gary. <laughs> it is actually Bob. Oh, Bob? Bob. Bob. Oh, Bob? <laughs> Not Gary? Oh, Gary, Gary from SpongeBob. Bob. Just <laughs> go. Please continue. <laughs> Bob. In uh, accordance let him, let him with the selection made by the Geeky Award Ceremony, the best film nominee that has won the award goes to The Joker. Get to the chopper. Really nice win. The Joker is a very outstanding movie, as I have heard. It does well in provoking very great conversations, and it is sad that Joaquin Phoenix could not er, er, <laughs> er, reboot. Me. I think your hand just fell off. Hey, yo, Adrian, I think yeah. this robot is having a problem over here. <laughs> Systems back online. There we go. All in all, The Joker is a movie that excels in all categories, and it is why it has won the best film nomination for the Geeky Awards. We will, we will mail this Geeky Award to the studios that produced this movie. <laughs> uh, you, mean, you mean Todd Phillips and Warner Brothers? Hey, yeah, yo. yeah. All right. That would be correct, citizen. How come we never did, never did a movie where the T-800 fought Rocky? That would be a very one-sided match. Oh, you would like to think so. If he dies, he dies. I'm like a, I'm a piece of iron. You have no idea. All right. All right. So, that man, we have had an eccentric number of... Of both, well, yes, presenters and celebrities speeches this evening. But there's no Tumas. I'm not sure how we got the Terminator. I thought he was kind of a robot, but thanks for showing up, Mr. Terminator. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. We appreciate it. Um, well, was that, was, that not <laughs> was that not the most exciting awards ceremony this year? Quite. You know, it's, it's at least... One of the most eventful. <laughs> we did. We, <laughs> that is different. More eventful than Ricky Gervais at whatever oh, the Tony Awards. Oh, whatever, whatever it is that he hosts. Woo. Man. Alrighty then. So this was our experiment for this year. <laughs> I think we enjoyed it. I hope that you guys enjoyed it. And if you liked it, we'll probably do this again next year. Thanks for joining us. On With this hopefully a whole evening. lot more preparation. Uh, <laughs> Uh, a bit more of a script and a more diversified uh, <laughs> awards list. Yeah. <laughs> I think all the the award winners think we did a, a great job. I think all the award winners definitely think we did a great job. What do what do you what do you guys what do you guys think? I thought it was a great a great ceremony. It was a lot of fun, and I think uh, all the uh, winners won fairly. Yes, indeed. I think everyone was was well vetted, and again, we want to thank you for joining us for the first annual Geekies. What an award show, ladies and gentlemen. Best award show on the planet. No award show like it. None whatsoever. Anyways, thank you for joining us for another slightly different episode of the Get Geek Podcast. 
Uh, as always, check us out on all the platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, anywhere that you can find podcasts, really. Look us up on social media. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're all over the place on social media. Check out the Get Geek. Like, rate, share, subscribe. Tell your friends about us. Tell your parents about us. Tell everyone you know about us. Just tell Tell, tell, tell just your talk. dog about us. Tell your Please, dog about us because your dog might just, respond to King Ghidorah's I mean, speech. Seriously. Um, anyways, thank you very much. As always, I am Jose. This is a very distinguished AJ signing off. Uh, this is a slightly tired Wolfie. <laughs> you right there? <laughs> Eli. And this is your master of ceremonies, uh, getting ready to pop some bottles in the after party and shake that boomsy. Um, what can I say? This is Walt. Later, peeps. And as always, my friends, stay geeky. <laughs> <laughs>